beginning reading with verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven came a sound like the rush of a mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire began to move among them, and a tongue rested on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them that And I don't know that we were completely aware that that would be Pentecost Sunday. But what could be more appropriate than a building and a prayer for a mighty wind to fill that building with the Holy Spirit? The year that I graduated from seminary was the year that the movie Field of Dreams came out in the movie theaters. If you can remember back that far, you may remember that the plot of that movie was essentially that there was a man in Iowa, played by Kevin Costner in the film, and he had a vision and kept hearing voices calling him to build a baseball field in the middle of his cornfield in Iowa. And the voice said to him, if you build it, they will come. It was a very popular movie. Unfortunately, I think some of us in the church maybe took that 
movie a little bit too much to heart because a few years later, the church that I served as an associate pastor decided to adopt that line from the movie as their tagline for their capital campaign that they were doing. I don't remember what the main capital campaign slogan was, but the tagline was, if we build it, they will come. And I noticed that we weren't the only ones that had stolen that line from the movie for something that had to do with church building or church renovation. But all of us were sort of disappointed. It actually turns out that a building is almost never what causes people to come to a church. It's the work of the Holy Spirit among the people that is compelling. So folks that build buildings hoping that if we build it, they will come, are often puzzled and disappointed when perhaps that doesn't happen in quite the way that they thought it would. But the Pentecost story this morning, I think, suggests another tagline that might be more helpful and more true. And that tagline is, if you build it, they will go. If you build it, they will go. The story of Pentecost shows that gathering all together in one place is the heart of everything. It's where we meet together to discern God's will, to hear God's voice, to lift up our own prayers, to reach out to one another as sisters and brothers in Christ. That's why I think the story emphasizes this in its early verses. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. So the place where we gather is important, and the fact that we gather is important. However, as the story continues, we hear that gathering is never an end in itself. Gathering is always in order that what might be sent out again. We gather to discern what it is God is calling us to do, where it is God is calling us to go, who God is calling us to be, and become equipped and strengthened and inspired and emboldened to go out into the world and do that. That is the movement of this story. When they were all together in one place, suddenly from heaven came the sound of a mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And within a few verses, those disciples are out on the street proclaiming God's word, embodying the life of Christ, proclaiming the good news of the gospel to anyone who will listen, even to those people who think that they are crazy. The story of Pentecost shows us that when we gather, when we come together, what we do together is to pray for a mighty wind. When we come together in one place, be that a sanctuary or a chapel 
or a classroom, or a meeting room, or an office, or a fellowship hall. The gathering is important, and the place is important. But as important as that is, when we are there, we, we pray for a mighty wind to fill that whole space and to send us back out onto the street with the good news of Jesus Christ. To live as Jesus lived. To proclaim good news to the poor. To proclaim that we should love our enemies and to do it. To proclaim liberty to those that are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. To bind up the brokenhearted. To sit at table with both friends and outcasts to be willing to put our own lives on the line for love and truth and peace and hope. <clears throat> so when we gather here in one place on Pentecost morning or on any morning, when we gather together in those places that we have rebuilt and renovated and changed, we are there praying for a mighty wind to come into our hearts and into our lives and to take us from those places out into the world. The place that we gather is the place from which we are sent. If we build it, we will go. We will go into the world with the good news of Christ's love, the good news of God's amazing power to reconcile enemies to make peace where there is no peace, and to be Christ's body in the world. So in a few minutes, when we pray the prayers to dedicate our new space, we'll be lifting up our hearts as they did at Pentecost, willing to be surprised by a mighty wind that may send us to unexpected places, change us into people we didn't expect to be, to give us a message to proclaim that we didn't know was ours to proclaim. We will pray for a mighty wind to fill the whole house, the house that is here on this campus, the house of our hearts, and to send us back out into the street with good news proclaimed in our words, embodied in our lives, and boldly enough to make some people think we're crazy. Amen. We'll stand now and we'll sing our second hymn. Because we have a lot to do in worship today, we are not going to do our birthday blessings. Uh, this Sunday we will do them a different Sunday. So let's stand and sing together.